All right, let's do it. Yo, 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 yo. What the fuck is up? What is good? How are you doing? How are you? What it is, what it do? It is the Puro Caballero Show. We're back again. This is episode number 103. How you doing? How is you? How you been? How you been? It's been a little bit. It's been a few weeks uh, since we last touched in with you guys. Um, yeah, man, we're getting right into it. Uh, I am your host, Mario Caballero, a.k.a. Puro Caballero, a.k.a. Stony Munoz, repping them bangles. What up? What up? Shout out to Joy Burr out there, um, out here in L.A. Um, but yeah, what's good? Uh, the homie, a.k.a. Slow Toke Rodriguez, a.k.a. Drugs Bunny, bro, um, a.k.a. Schoolboy Foo. <laughs> aka fart lebeau on you hoes oh man what is happening i don't know why i moved that camera that's a question i do not know uh but yeah let's get right into it man um this is episode 103 like i mentioned uh today is february the 10th it is a thursday it is nighttime it is warm uh, Los Angeles is heating up this week and this weekend, uh, not just because they're going to have the greatest halftime show of all time at the Super Bowl on Sunday, um, and the fact that there's the game's even happening at SoFi Stadium down here, but uh, no, nah, man, the sun's coming out. <laughs> it's getting hot out here in uh, Southern California now. Um, I don't know why I'm giving you a weather report off the top of this fucking podcast, but that's what we're doing. That's, that's exactly what we're doing. Uh, yeah. The fuck is going down um man a lot of shit has happened in my life i've been busy i've been it's like every day has been an adventure man these last couple weeks um so yeah i guess i'll just talk a little bit about my personal problems and <laughs> histories for these last two weeks and then we'll get into a little sports news and then into some other news topics and whatnot and what have you but uh yeah man my life's been kind of crazy uh i've been sticking with this comedy grind i've had this weird situation with my job where it's like my job for the moment but the company i work for is actively interviewing people for my position so i'm like still getting a paycheck but my days are numbered kind of thing so i'm like kind of in that limbo going down um that's kind of happening let's see we're gonna turn back the clock not this last monday but the one prior I uh, got my car broken into, man. It happened in downtown LA. It was so sad. I went to go do an open mic at uh, Boomtown Brewery, and some motherfucker went and smashed my car and decided to take a uh, backpack that I left open, which fucking sucked. Um, the backpack had like a bunch of like my work, my stuff for work, uh, for my job, because I had just come from work directly to that open mic. So that kind of sucked. So um, yeah, your boy got fucking. Uh, burglarized <laughs> man they smash and grab they busted my back right window and my car and took that shit but even worse they took my brownies and lemonade fanny pack that i kept all my weed shit in so they took my fucking weed which was like the biggest downer i was like god damn it i bro i have a broken window god damn it my work laptop stolen well all right my company's they can afford a replacement well, at least I can go home and smoke some weed. Ah, fuck, they took that shit too, man. And this is all happening in like three seconds. I'm just like, 
Damn it. Damn it, damn it, damn it, man. I was parked right around the corner, too, and it didn't even fucking matter. Apparently, there's been a bunch of burglaries happening around there in that area. So, I mean, fair warning. Beware. Um, yeah, I'm an idiot. I shouldn't have fucking put that shit in my backseat, but it is what it is, man. I've been down on myself for that shit. So, that fucking happened. So, Tuesday, I'm going into work with busted up window shit glass everywhere was able to clean that shit out uh wednesday finally i was able to get a new window installed after work i had to get into work early so i could leave early drive to east la to boyle heights get a window replacement the cheapest one that i could find like 140 bucks get that shit fixed and then continue on my journey and drive all the way out to Ontario to Alasace where I had a spot that night. Shout out to the homie Paul Antonio. Uh for thank you for having me on your show. That was fun. Uh we had a good time. Um but yeah. So that was a whole ordeal in the, in it in it of itself. Um let me see what else happened. Had a spot that Friday uh Friday night at the rent theater uh shout out to judy running that one and then we had another show over the weekend on sunday which was very fun very cool um yeah we got to run another show over at campus billiards it's the uh, uh eight ball comedy show bang play a little pool out there afterwards as well but uh that shit was fun as hell who else we who do we have on that lineup? We had a good lineup on that one. It was I will tell you right now, it was Homie Mario Rodriguez, Tim Red, Jerry Hernandez, Ariel Solomon, Coke, AJ Santos, and Gabby Vargas. Oh my god. I was really happy for this lineup. It was fun. Um those shows that we do out of campus are pretty cool. It's like Sunday night, which is like that's kind of rough. But uh it can be. It can be a little difficult, but I always try to make a fun show. Try to pick people that I like having a good time with. So so those were pretty fun. That was cool. That was a good show. So thank you, everybody, who, who uh, uh, came out and was there at Campus Billiards. Thank you to all the, the regular patrons who came out and enjoyed the show. Thank you so much. And thank you so much to the comics for killing it and doing your, your part, man. Everybody had a good set, uh, I'd say. And we had a good time. We had a fun time, man. Um, so yeah, that was Sunday, and then what did I do Monday? I think I was chilling on Monday. What the fuck? No, I went to the gym on Monday. But then Tuesday, I went to the gym on Sunday and then Monday. And then Tuesday though, ooh, Tuesday was uh, another show over at Ty Angel Bar. That's uh, it's been it's been damn. How long have we been at Ty Angel? It's been a minute. It has been a minute. The anyway, we're keeping it moving. The uh, last show we had, we had uh, uh, who else? We had Chica, Luis Noriega, Dan Postian, Gil Thomas, Gil's cool, Doria, and uh, Shaman Joe. Shout up to Shaman! Shout out! Shout out! That was a good one. That was a fun show. Um, yeah, but man, I'm not gonna lie. I was tired. I was getting run down by that point. I had a lot of shit going on in my life, and like I was just like, "Fuck, bro!" Like I was running on, 
fumes, man. Cause like start off the week with Sunday night. I uh do that show, get home late, all that stuff. Get into work Monday. I'm like tired. I'm like working, helping out a different office uh for the company I work for, and then uh trying to figure all that stuff out. And then yeah <laughs> to get the rest a little bit on monday but then tuesday comes around do that full day that full night and then wednesday was yesterday i was tired again and then i had another spot man i had a spot out in uh north hollywood at uh, the aha comedy club i got to do my first ever roast battle that was uh it was a learning experience <laughs> it was interesting to say the least uh Probably did not put as much effort in as I should have, but uh, regardless, I got a win. I got a victory. Your boy got a W. Yahoo! Shout out to my opponent, Andy Lowe. Um, yeah, we <laughs> were the last battle of the night, and we probably should not have been <laughs> maybe even on the lineup. I don't know. It was it was a pretty pretty bad win. To say that I won is like you know being kind <laughs> that's like the most kind way you could put it it was uh it was a bit of a struggle i'm not even gonna lie like i was barely keeping my attention span at the beginning and then by the end of it i'm just like oh, i was kind of in and out of it so like i didn't have as good of a stage presence as i should have or as i could have i'd say but uh yeah it was uh it was something <laughs> shout out to los digits putting that on the the no yores roast battle league that he's starting up here and uh at the haha ha comedy club there in uh, north hollywood so that was interesting that was uh that was a new one that was new but fuck it uh i'll probably come back at some point do another one i'm just i don't know i don't know when that's gonna be man uh shout out to miranda meadows uh she she is one of the people who runs the comic wars which is one out in the deep valley, man, super far north. It's uh, you know, upland or somewhere. But uh, anyway, it's, they run a fun show. Um, haven't been in a minute, but they, they they do roast battles. So those are those are pretty fun, uh, interesting nights that they do those. So go support those if you see them. Um, who else is on that? Um, fucking, um, why am I blinking? Why am I blinking? A fellow... Um, bald-headed comic. Um, oh, Nate Welch. Nate, <laughs> shout out to Nate. Uh, shout out to Louisiana. What's up? And then gang, gang, buzz, 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 buzz. I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> I don't even watch that fucking show. No more. <laughs> but uh, shout out to gang. Shout out to gang. Um, yeah. So they've they're the hosts, pretty much. Nate and Miranda <laughs> put that shit together. So so yeah. At some point, I'll do that shit. And then maybe, I don't know, maybe if I fucking improve, I can get a good matchup. I might try to hit the store. But the performance I put on last night, I ain't, ain't going to win nothing, man. I, dude, I felt like, you know how, like, the Jets sometimes got to play the Texans every year? It's like somebody has to win. Dude, that's that's what it felt like, bro. <laughs> I felt like I like I won, but, like, nobody put on a good good performance, like, by default. Like final score ten to seven. You're like, all right, whatever, man. <laughs> but uh yeah, so that's my life, man. I've been busy, I've been tired, just fucking keeping at it, keeping at it with this comedy shit, man. Um I got some stuff coming up on the books. 
see what we got. What can I promote? We're going to plug plug for myself. Uh, tomorrow night, I will be back at the Rent Theater at 8 o'clock. Let me know if you're trying to stop by. Um, you'll, if you're seeing this, you're probably it's probably too late. You probably, uh, probably missed that shit. But uh, yeah, man, go uh, go check it out. Go do all that shit. The uh, let me see what else do I got going on next week. Um, kind of slow throughout the week. Super Bowl's on Sunday. Gonna be hosting a little party there. So if you, if you fucking the homie, if you fucking in town, fucking hit me up. Might make that happen. If not, then uh, if I don't respond to you, then uh, maybe I just don't wanna watch football with you. I don't. Know. No hate. No judgment. I mean. <laughs> it is what it is but uh so anyway next uh friday ooh, i'm gonna be helping out uh i think i'm gonna do a little dj set at the laughter hours comedy show with the homie steven briggs uh what up what up the last one he did it was very fun i blacked out that night and don't know exactly how i made it home but i made it home uh we got another Ty angel show Ty angel bar show coming up on the 22nd and then on the 25th, uh, we'll be performing on the Mega Bash comedy show that uh, Andy Lowe's going to be putting together. So shout out to him. And that following weekend, I got a DJ for the Shenanigans show, which is shout out to the homie JP Putavito and Miranda Meadows. Uh, mentioned before, she also helps run this show with JP and uh, Ben Nicholson at, uh, yeah. Um, I guess undisclosed location. I don't put the address out there, so I don't want it's fucking residential shit. I don't want to blow it up. But <laughs> uh, but yeah, that very 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 fun crew. I'm gonna be DJing that show once again. I think this will be my third time helping them out. With that. Let's see what else we got. Uh, oh yeah, I'm gonna go to, gonna go to a basketball game at the beginning of next month. We'll see how that goes. Um, we'll get into a little bit of basketball news. There's some shit that happened. Um. Yeah, I got a couple of dates in March, but those are way in the future, man. So we'll talk about that. We got enough time. We got enough time. I'll be back on here before before then uh, to get back to you guys. Oh, yeah, I got uh, one at the Sunset Grill. I got a, a spot back at Formosa Comedy. It would be a good one. Oh, I got another Secondhand Sunday show. That is the, the spot if you're a fucking pothead in Los Angeles and you try and get them fucking deals son and listen to some comedy i'm gonna be doing a long ass set there i think i did my longest set ever there last time i think i did like a i did over 20 30 minutes set maybe something like that i don't know i don't know I just ran through all my material i had at the time so yeah come check it out i will uh, be posting all that information on my instagram once we get a little closer to those dates um later on in march but in the interim wanted to get up to date on what's going on in the world of sports as i mentioned before the super bowl is happening it is uh super bowl week here in los angeles players are getting all loose and ready to go it is thursday night sunday is the the game and yeah man la traffic has been fucking bananas and nuts everybody and their goddamn mom's trying to be at this game tickets last time i checked they're like in the, the six five to six thousand dollar range um and they haven't gone down for the last couple of weeks since <laughs> so i've been looking so yeah man it is wild it's hard to get that ticket people are excited for the game the hometown la rams are in the super bowl which would mean something a lot more if uh ellie actually gave a fuck which <laughs> it doesn't seem like they 
100% do. They like, I don't know. It's weird. I mean, the Rams have only been back for for a couple of years. There's some people who have like some ties to when they were there playing in Anaheim or even before and they're playing actually closer in LA um, at the Coliseum and whatnot. But uh, yeah, man, it's, uh, it's technically a hometown team. I mean, <laughs> the last game they played, they were the home team technically on paper in the stands. There was a shit ton of red and gold for the Niners in that that uh, NFC Championship game, but uh, but regardless, they're here. They made it. They're one game away from a championship, so we'll see what they do. They are facing Cincinnati, the Bengals. Man, this is the first time they've made the uh, Super Bowl in a long time. Man, I think it was thirty-one years since they had even won a playoff game. So. Yeah, man, they had a little heyday in the 80s. They made a couple Super Bowls, lost to the Niners both times. So this time they got a chance against the Rams. So who knows? Who knows, man? That young boy, Joe Burrow, and his partner in crime, Jamar Chase, man, they are fucking electric, man. They are really tearing up the league. And they're going to be tough to stop. Uh but at the same point, I feel like the Rams defense is going to be a lot uh, more of a challenge than some of the other defenses they've been playing in these last couple of rounds. Tennessee was pretty good. I'll give them that. Tennessee sacked the shit out of Burrow, even though he somehow found a way to win. That Tennessee offense that game just did not show up but um, like they needed to. And Derrick Henry coming back off injury and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, man, it's going to be a fun matchup. I, I hope the game's pretty close. I'm going to try to look at some of these prop bets. My roommate VJ, man, fucking, uh, <laughs> it really would mean more if it was the Raiders, though. But, uh, man, my uh, my roommate VJ, he always, he gambles on the Super Bowl every year, but he gambles on, like, the, the most irrelevant, stupidest shit every year. He, he straight up gambles on the coin toss, <laughs> and he fucking has won some money off of that shit, man. It's, I'm, it is, yeah, I'm like, really? He's like, that's the only time he pays attention to the game. It's like right at the beginning, and then as soon as that happens, he's just like, woo, all right. Let's fucking eat. <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't watch the game, stress over nothing. Doesn't give a shit if uh, who wins, what the spread is, uh, how many yards freaking the running backs get, who's the first guy to score a touchdown, if there's a safety that happens. It, all this random prop bets shit, the, the color of the Gatorade of the postgame uh, celebration, like who the fucking MVP is going to be. Like there's so many like random shit you can bet on. Um. I'm gonna look at some of those prop bets though. I'm gonna put I might put some money down for, for Sunday. I'm in a couple of squares for uh for the Super Bowl, so we'll see if those turn up uh profitable. I very much hope so. Yeah, it's it was like ten bucks a square, some something like that. But uh Yeah, it'll should be a good matchup. Uh and uh I hope we I hope we have a good game. I hope we have a good game, man. Um shout out to Anthony Munoz though, legend. This Eddie Bangle, um Chicano legend, football. But, um, oh, yeah, I also, also went to USC, so SoCal legend as well. But, uh, yeah, man, should be a fun show. Um, I don't know. I don't know. What's my prediction? What's my prediction? It's going to be tough. It's going to be a tough one. I will say I want the Bengals to win, but I think the Rams are going to win. I think the Rams are going to win. I will say the final score will be 28 to 24 with the Bengals unable to 
take a lead at the end of the fourth quarter. And I think it'll be a sack from Von Miller that seals it. <laughs> that, that is my prediction. I will say Burrow gets sacked three times, at least three times in this game. And the Rams defense will be able to commit a turnover or two. Um, but that being said, I think Stafford's probably going to let them stay stay in the game a little bit because he can be turnover prone. He's gotten away with a few very close interceptions the last couple of games. So, like, I don't think he's going to be able to slide by and and, uh, and make it this time uh, completely clean um, in terms of the turnover categories. So uh, I think he'll still do enough and will be able to to – hit Odell Beckham and hit Cooper Cup, two main targets, pretty consistently. That dude, Cooper Cup, man, uh, he's going to be crazy. Um, yeah, I don't know what else, what other craziness. I'll have to go look at the prop bets <laughs> for to see what I want to bet on. Um, yeah, see what... Uh, there's got to be some, like, halftime show prop bets, man, because, like, I want to see... Like, will they play this song? Will they not play that song? So I want, I want some of that shit, man. Because who is it? Kendrick Lamar, Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre, Mary J. Blige, Eminem. I think those are the five, the five artists. So like, mm. um, what's a good song? I mean, obviously, all the Snoop and Dre shit can go all the way, all the way back to the beginning of their careers. So like, I mean. Uh, I don't know. I don't fucking know. Just like all the chronic shit, man. Uh, rolling in my six flow. Bow, bow, bow. Uh, yeah, I hope they play Let Me Ride. That would be fucking dope. If they came out to that shit, oh man, that'd be fucking hype. I'm trying to think what Kendrick songs would be dope. Um, what would he play? Maybe probably the hits. He's probably gonna play like Tumble and some other stuff. I don't know. Um, he's got a lot of them. Swimming pools, you can play. Uh, play a lot of them. I'm trying to think, what else would be a good one? Be a good one for him to perform. Um, he has songs with Snoop. I'm pretty sure he does. I gotta think. I gotta look at that shit up. Um, this is not knowing your discography for 500, Mario. All right. Oh, what did I scratch? Ah, oh, god damn it. Oh, I might swell up. Oh, well. Oh, well. Oh, fucking well. Oh, well. Man, I've been joking about this Super Bowl, man, about the Rams made it, L.A. team made it. Dude, if somehow, some way, the Raiders would have made it and played the Rams, dude, it they could have called it the Cholo Bowl. <laughs> like, they could have turned Inglewood, all of Inglewood, into like a fucking swap meet for this last week, man. Fucking the Lolos coming out in full force and shit. Dude, it would have been wild. It would have been insane. It would have been off the chain, dog. But, uh, yeah, so last year, Tampa Bay, they were the first team to, like, play in their home stadium in the Super Bowl. This year is the second time that's happened, back-to-back season, so I got the Rams in there. If somehow, some way, we're able to do that shit again for the third season, that means the Raiders are in the Super Bowl. So I am not going to be mad at that shit, all right? So that would be fucking epic. Uh, I do not anticipate that happening, but if it does, I will be fucking ecstatic, baby. I will be that pink most deaf yasin bay album i will be ecstatic um <laughs> what else going on nfl news off the off the field man crazy shit i don't know if you guys seen this story 
It's been blowing up. Uh, Ryan Flores, the former coach of the Miami Dolphins, uh, former longtime assistant coach with the New England Patriots as well. Um, he has filed a racial discrimination lawsuit against not only the NFL, but uh, against the, the Dolphins themselves, against the Denver Broncos, and the New York Giants. So it's, uh, it's pretty crazy what's all going down. So basically he alleged that the owner of the team, um, what's his name, Ross, uh, Daniel Ty- no, Ross, what is it? Anyway, um, the owner of the Dolphins, when he was the head coach's first year, he told him that he wanted the team to tank and he incentivized him to do so by offering $100,000 for every single loss that he had for that season because they were trying to get a top draft pick and there was a couple good quarterbacks that they were uh, targeting that season. So, like, man, so, like, that's, like, a tanking allegation and that's, like, not very good in, in its own right. But uh, he... uh claimed racial discrimination mostly on like the hiring process that he went through after he got let go so he got fired at the end of the season apparently there were some relationship issues or whatever um which some people will point to like possibly being due to like some racial tension between management and uh and him being the head coach and how he managed some of the players and whatnot but uh bro like what happened after he got let go was pretty pretty crazy because a lot of the reporters and the people who cover the NFL, a lot of them were anticipating him to land another head coaching job, you know, uh, for him to like land on his feet and be able to keep it moving. But uh, that didn't really happen. Um, there was a lot of teams. There was a few, there was maybe like three or four teams that came in and, and gave him an interview and uh, were considering him for their positions. And they ultimately decided to move on. I know Houston was one of them. New Orleans was another New York, as he mentioned. And then um, I want to say Denver as well. I think that this was the the issue that he had with Denver was when he first was going through his interviews before the Dolphins ended up hiring him. There was, uh, I think this is when Vic Fangio was hired as the head coach, who is now currently let go from the team after the season. So this is about like two, three years ago. So they already knew that they were going to try to get Fangio and then try to sign him. So the NFL has their the Rooney rule where you have to interview a minority candidate. And so they gave him an interview, um, I think in Connecticut or somewhere on the East Coast. But Brian Flores claims that John Elway and uh, who else? The uh, Some of the other executives were, looked like they had been like, get fucked up the night before <laughs> drinking pretty hard looking all out of character and whatnot all disheveled and and uh and and all that stuff so he claims that they didn't take it seriously and we're just going through the, the the ropes or going you know going through the motions pretty much just to fulfill that obligation to interview a minority candidate so basically it was kind of a sham interview and it just like putting them up there just to just to say they did it right so so that happens and then during this year, when he's going for new interviews for these coaching jobs, uh, he was up for the candidacy for the New York Giants. He was going to get an interview. And in the meantime, he gets a text from Bill Belichick who says, hey, man, I think you have the inside track for the job. Like, way to go, pretty much. And 
yeah, he was, I guess, like happy for it at the moment. But then Bill Belichick realizes that he sent the text to the wrong Brian. Because <laughs> there's Brian Flores, who used to coach under him. And then there's Brian Dayball, who is the uh, assistant coach. He's like the, what was he, the offensive coordinator for the Buffalo Bills. And so he meant to text Brian Dayball. Congratulations. <laughs> you got the job lined up pretty much. So similar ordeal. The Giants were scheduled to give him an interview afterwards, but apparently in their camp, they had already made that decision in their head that they were going to go with the uh, the guy from Buffalo. So, hey, man, Brian Flores is like shit out of luck once again. So, so that happened. Um, but, yeah, he was alleging that there's like a uh, – um, bad history with the NFL in terms of like their hiring practices for minority candidates, which is very true. Uh, pri- I think at, by the end of this season, Mike Tomlin was the only head coach who was on an NFL roster. Uh, since then, and I love you, Smith has been hired by the Houston Texans. I know that was his name from the somebody got a head coaching job. Um, Former Niners offensive coordinator. What the hell is his name? Mike McDonald, I think. Coordinator. Fuck was this guy? McDaniels? Mike McDaniel. That's who it was. Yeah, so he's now the the head coach for the for the Dolphins. Um, he says he got a. I think his mom is Mexican. I think his mom is Mexican. Because the Niners got some station. Because if you have like offensive coordinator who becomes a head coach somewhere else, and they're a minority candidate, you get a couple extra draft picks. There was a couple new those new rules that come put in. Uh, Mike McDaniel. All right, let me look up this. Daniel, football coach. Great shit. <laughs> uh righty. Yeah. Oh, his father's black, his mother's white, so he's he's, he's biracial then. Uh <laughs> Uh Yeah, he lo- he does he if you see him, you wouldn't assume that his dad's black, but like is what it is. So yeah. So he was considered a minority assistant uh coach. <laughs> but yeah. There's <laughs> questions of like, is the new owner black? Is he not black? What's going on? What do I want to believe? Oh, his wife is very very blonde, very white. All right. Got a cute little daughter. All right. Um, That's enough of that. That's enough of that. So, yeah, Mike McDaniel. Yes, he is part black. 
There you go. There it is. Congratulations. Um, <laughs> uh, the fuck were we? Yeah, racial discrimination. That shit's real in NFL, man. Like that's just fucking real. Not uh, it's like uh, it's like insiders, like a club in terms of all the um general managers and head coaches and the assistant coaches and how they're brought up through the ranks and uh promoted and talked about in the media so like they're all it's all like a buddy buddy system so um very few minority candidates are like even get a chance to to interview uh outside of like Rooney rule parameters and for the most part like even less of them are like actually considered like serious candidates which which kind of sucks like being paraded out there is just like the the token um black latino asian whatever candidate and just knowing that you're not going to get the job but like that's going to be like the footnote in your career is like he once interviewed for a head coaching job never got it still coach special teams the rest of his career you know what i mean like shit like that's like really like that fucking sucks but uh so being told you have an equal opportunity and then just not even just going into the interview knowing that like the 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 team doesn't give a shit about you uh or is not even considering you that that's that's pretty disheartening man that's 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 pretty shitty so i feel for 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 brian flores and uh some of his representatives said that they he might have gotten another head coaching job had he not come forward with that lawsuit but uh made it a clash action suit so we'll see if anybody else jump, jumps in I know uh, Hugh Jackson had made some comments saying that he had also been offered some money by the owner of the Cleveland Browns to tank when he was head coach and they didn't have a very good team. So is that true? I don't know. He has since like recanted and told people that what he said wasn't accurate. So I don't know. I don't know. Is he making shit up or is he now trying to lie and cover his tracks? Like what's happening? What's happening there? So yeah, we'll see what's going on there. Um, moving on, different news. The Denver Broncos up for sale. Um, it's gonna get like four Billy. It's gonna be something crazy. I just saw Byron Allen is con considered to be a possible owner of the team. So if you're not familiar with Byron Allen, and he is like one of the richest men in Hollywood, all of Hollywood, and the man is, uh, or was known as a stand-up comedian so if a stand-up comic can work his way up and become an owner of an nfl franchise dude that it would be like my fucking dream come true if i could do that shit man so uh i do not like the broncos they are up for sale but like Brian island by all means uh best of luck to you and get in the team man um that would be fucking crazy <laughs> fucking wild obviously it wouldn't just be him it's be him and a team of investors or like a whole group conglomerate of people coming together to to help out with that shit but like that would be fucking crazy um yeah man we'll see what happens there 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 was a whole bunch of craziness since like pat Bolin passed away a few years ago the team has been run by the family and there's like a trust or of some sort and so now they got to uh, sell the team, so we'll see what happens there. Every single NFL franchise that goes up for sale, like the price just keeps going up and up and up and up and up. So uh, we'll see how that ends up. Uh, Denver, they they have a pretty loyal, pretty uh, uh, 
uh, crazy fan base, I guess you could say. But uh, as much as I don't like them and root against them and wish their teams nothing but losses on their schedule. Um, yeah, man. <laughs> it's not the worst franchise to pick up in the NFL. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. They got some history, especially some recent history now, too. Got some history of losses in those last couple of years to the Raiders, which is good. Good news for me. Um, what else? Oh, we got new news. We got a new nickname for NFL franchise. The Washington football team is no longer. It is now the Washington Commanders, which is not that intimidating, I guess. I don't know. What the fuck you got? Like, what are you going to do? Have a mask up, roll up on like a tank or some shit or like a ship? Fucking commander, bro. People were joking about how the fact that they're going to call them the commies now in Washington, D.C. of all places. You got commies in D.C.? What is this world coming to, bro? Oh, shit. <laughs> See that as a headline on Fox News. <laughs> Did you know that the commies were calling to D.C.? Are you kidding me? How fucking unpatriotic is this bullshit? You're like, oh, damn it. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> coming from having a team named after a, a, a group of people that were genocided off of this continent um, for the most part uh save for a few um <laughs> like to being called the commanders so you go from like what the most american representation of a mascot to like what would be considered like if the nickname the, the least american representation oh man Shout out to the commies, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's going to be weird. Commanders. Like, really? Really? Could have could have went with, like, the Red Hawks or, like, there were some other better names. That... Anders. Admirals. I know that there was, there was some, like, trademark infringement stuff. But, like, come on, man. You guys are an NFL franchise. You should be able to afford that shit, right? You should be, afford, be able to get that, that uh, um, you know, dot com web address registered and all that shit too man like this should you know come on this this can't be new this can't be new to you guys like what the fuck <sighs> man all this to say this is all covered over the fact that dan snyder is a piece of shit nfl owner and seems like a pretty piece of shit kind of guy too according to some of these allegations that have been popping up. But uh, in regards to that investigation that was ongoing, uh, the NFL has announced that they will now take over the reins and the command of that investigation, which initially was started by the team itself, kind of like a self-imposed uh, investigation, which is like, why would you need to investigate yourself necessarily unless it's like someone lower down the chain of command? I mean, you have allegations from within the company of somebody else that's also a part of the of the company or not the company but the franchise you understand you understand what i'm saying um the legal entity that uh, they work for and they get checks from yeah <laughs> like you already know it's good it was going to be a cover-up and it wasn't going to be like a legit investigation so i mean like i mean what the fuck are we doing man like so yeah, NFL's taking it over, which they've not been the most transparent organization in the past, too. So, I mean, good fucking luck. Good fucking luck. We'll see what happens. Uh, I'll be very surprised if anything ends up coming of it, uh, which is crazy because, like, the team who's probably suffered the most would be, like, the Raiders and what the fuck happened to Gruden and, though, like, his side of the whole scandal and shit. Because there's so much info that they have not released that 
coming from Washington, man. So like, there's some dirt. I feel like there's some nasty dirt that's gonna be popping up um, uh, at some point. We'll see what happens with that investigation, man. It'd be fucking wild. Um, yeah, man. All right, let's transition. Let's transition. We got some NBA trade deadline news, man. We got some crazy blockbuster trades that happen. Uh, one in particular. The rest are kind of like a little smaller on the scale, but uh, I'm juiced about a couple, couple, couple moves that happen. Um, juiced and a little disappointed. A little bit of both. A little bit of sorrow, but you know, happiness. I don't know. It's it's, it's a mixed emotions, man. I don't know what you're gonna do, man. But the biggest trade that we got to mention, Ben Simmons finally got moved out of Philadelphia. And he's going to Brooklyn for James Harden. Oh, my God, dude. This trade finally happened. They've been talking about it for a couple weeks as being in the works. And uh, the final, uh, what is it, trade details? It's uh, James Harden and, and Paul Millsap are going from Brooklyn to Philadelphia for Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, and two firsts. So, yeah. The Philly was able to be patient, and they got a big fish in return in James Harden. Now, could you argue about his personality, his play styling, maybe sometimes the uh, lack of attention to detail and, you know, issues in, happening in the postseason from time to time? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, but if you're going to be able to flip Ben Simmons, who was a zero, and turn him into James Harden, I think you you got to be happy about that shit, right? And if you're Brooklyn, it's like, all right, James Harden was like posturing the last couple of weeks about like, I don't know if I want to be here. You know what I'm saying? I might not opt into my my contract extension for this next year, the one year player option that he has. So he might have become a free agent. So he's just like, ah, I don't know. Like if you don't, if I don't want to be here, I could just leave and then go to Philly and he off season for nothing to you guys so it's like you guys don't get anything so they're both teams were just like all right fuck it let's do it but uh wild wild shit wild shit man i'm like still still trying to break down what what's what's going on man because like like number one is ben simmons gonna be ready to play when he gets to brooklyn like is that gonna happen uh, number two is he even vaccinated because I know that there was an issue at the beginning of the season. Apparently, he wasn't vaccinated uh, at that point. I don't know if he's gotten his shots yet. Um, I, I don't say this to begrudge the man and, and like belittle him in terms of uh, you know me getting on my high horse saying like you should know better, et cetera, et cetera. I'm only thinking about it in terms of just the lo simple logistics of the fact that New York City has a has a vaccine mandate. Kyrie Irving already doesn't play those home games. He's only playing the road games right now. Could you possibly have another all-star level player who's only playing half of the season or half of those games possibly for you guys for the rest of the year? And then what if by dumb luck they end up matching up against the Toronto Raptors? All right, Canada also has that very, very strict policy that you have to be vaccinated in order to get into the country. So because of that, Kyrie wouldn't be able to play at home. 
or on the road. So if it's Kyrie and Ben Simmons doing that shit, then that could really fuck with the team, right? Right? Just <laughs> be KD out there by himself again, just like last year, which uh, was almost enough to get it done. But I don't, I don't know. I don't know. He's going to need that help, man. So, uh, yeah, man, this shit just kind of blew up and just kind of came out of nowhere. It felt like just like crazy because like James Harden just a year ago was forcing his way out of Houston to get to Brooklyn. And then a year later, he's forcing his way out of Brooklyn to get to Philly. So it's like, what the fuck, bro? Like. You know, you gotta you gotta like lay down some moves somewhere and like fucking commit to something, right? I guess I don't know. That's that's what uh, that's what most people would think, right? You, you know, like when the going gets tough, you just can't fold every single time and just be like, all right, I want I want to try something different. Like, come on, bro. I understand he was in Houston for a while, but even then, he was just like, all right, I don't I don't like so and so playing with me. I don't like so and so playing with me. I want a new best teammate i want a new sidekick or whatever and daryl Morey, for the most part general manager was able to do that for him so then eventually he was just like all right i don't even want to be here anymore i want to go somewhere else and do this shit and uh yeah same shit happened man just keep flip fucking flipping teams and shit so we'll see what the hell happens with the with that um it'd be interesting to see how Embiid, who's like on another planet this season playing amazing how him and Harden are going to be able to coexist because the way that he played with the other guys on the team are a little bit different. Even though Harden's a shooter, he's not a guy who's going to be running around a lot like Seth Curry was, so maybe less dribble handoff action. Probably more pick and rolls between Embiid and uh, and Harden. Um, But, yeah, you'll you'll get some more Harden ISOs and some just some Embiid, you know, post-ups and whatnot. So the actions will be a little bit different, but I think they still could be successful. a lot of it's going to depend on what the hell Harden does on the back end, on the defensive end. So, hey, man. Uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens, man, because this is such a quick turnaround, man. You, you thought we were going to have those three superstars for a while, man, over there in Brooklyn. Harden, Kyrie, and KD. Dude, they play less games together than Russ... Anthony Davis and LeBron James have played together, which is crazy because it's over two seasons. So, wild, wild, man. But a lot of what ifs, a lot of what ifs of what the fuck happened with these Nets, man. And uh, a lot of questions, man. A lot of questions going on. I, I feel for Kevin Durant, man. Like, it's, he hasn't said much on this whole topic, but today him and LeBron James had to do the draft on TNT for like the all-star game participants for the two all-star teams. And yo, Katie was just, they're asking him questions about what was going on with the trade deadline or whatever. And he, he, he tried to, to keep toe the company line and keep a straight face and not show his emotions. But like, even just in that action, you could see it in him. Just the way he was staring at the camera was just like, I can't believe this is happening. I can't believe I got to talk about this shit. I can't believe this fool quit on his team and just wanted to bail on us. I can't believe everything that's happened. I can't believe I got to now make do with the 25-year-old Australian kid who's got mental health issues and uh, a broke jump shot and hit a free throw and doesn't want to attack the hoop in the fourth quarter in the playoffs. So, or any quarter in the playoffs to be that for that matter. So, although very talented, very frustrating. So now KD's just going to be like, oh, fuck, man. 
This is not what I signed up for, man. Katie was like, you know, re-upped on that player option for next year. And, uh, yeah, Harden didn't follow suit. So, it is what it is, man. We'll see who uh, ends up beneficiary in the long run, man. So, now Brooklyn's got to change their offense, too, and figure out what the hell they're going to do. Does help to the fact that they did get, they did get Seth Curry, who's a very useful player, hell of a shooter. Him and his brother, man, crazy. But uh, yeah, man, he's a he's a useful player. Play off the ball, does a lot of like dribble handoff action. So we'll see if he'll be able to incorporate that kind of game into what Brooklyn does because they needed some spacing. I think Joe Harris is going to possibly be missing the rest of the season if not the majority of it, so who knows if he'll be able to come back in time. So they needed some shooters from the perimeter, and he'll be able to help like that. So we'll see what happens. Uh, so you can put uh, Ben Simmons kind of at like the power forward spot, I guess, maybe the three spot, So and see how that rolls. So um, I should have some big, uh, big front court then. Uh, not interesting matchups. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Uh, more trade deadline news. CJ McCollum is going to the Pelicans. Uh, deal between New Orleans and Portland. So Norm Powell and Robert Covington going over to the Clippers. This trade happened a couple days ago. And yeah, man. So the McCollum and um, Dame Lillard backcourt is finally done. Done with. No more two small guards playing at the same time on that roster. But uh, getting Norman Bowell back in the trade, I think, is a pretty good move. Covington can still give you some stuff, but... Oh, wait, I'm looking at a different shape. What am I looking for? Yeah. Wait, hold on. Is this a multi-trade? Hold on a second. I'm, I'm getting all confused, man. What the fuck was this trade? Uh, CJ. Oh, I think this was two different trades. <laughs> oh, it's McCollum. McCollum. Trade. All right. Oh, yeah. Josh Hart, Thomas Sodoransky, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, and Didi Lusada are going to Orleans. New Orleans is sending a protected first-round pick and two second-round picks. First-round pick is number 5 to 14, protected for 2022. Doesn't uh, convey this year. The first-rounder kicks to the future for the Trailblazers. All right. Portland is also sending forwards Larry Nance Jr. and Tony Snell to New Orleans. Uh, let's see. Blazers have made the year made the playoffs every year since McCollum came in. Year after selecting Dame. Good dude. Good dude overall. Dame. What the fuck else? Um. Oh yeah, Norm Powell. Trade. Check that shit out. What the fuck? 
uh, uh. But yeah, Covington and Powell go to the Clippers for Eric Bledsoe, Justice Winslow, Keon Johnson, and a future second round pick. So I mean, that was a pretty good uh move right there by the Clip Show in the medians, I guess. There, it's not the biggest uh biggest move in the world but that's still fucking important right that's just some good shit especially when Kawhi and paul george come back for next season because i don't think they're going to be coming back this year so that's a lot of shit to happen um i'm just saying words now <laughs> all right let's get to oh no hold on karis lavert ended up going to the cavaliers i think he was dude i'm trying to what the fuck were all these trade deals Dude, my br- my brain is mush, bro. It's fucking mush. Uh, four days ago. Mm-hmm. All right. Ricky Rubio spiring contract. Lockery protected. Twenty-two first-round pick and two second-round picks. All right. Not too bad. All right, so it was just basic. The Pacers are trying to, like, dump salary, man. They were letting go of a lot of their teams, a lot of their best players on the team. Um, Maybe, arguably, the, the best player, DeMontis Sabonis, he has left town, and he's got traded to Sacramento. Somewhat of a controversial trade. I'm... I'm open to to seeing what happens, man. I'm a little receptive because I really like Sabonis. I like his how he plays. I like his games. Big man, solid, very smart. Got fundamentals, rebounds. Not super athletic, but like he's athletic enough, you know. And he puts up numbers, man. Twenty tens a lot most nights. Gets a good amount of assists for a big guy. Uh, it's uh, Demontis Sabonis, Jeremy Lamb, Justin Holiday got traded to come into Sacramento. For Tyrese Halliburton, Buddy Hield, Kristen Thompson. So, thank you, Tyrese Halliburton, for making grace yourself to the community there in Sacramento and being such a good king. We're going to miss you. And it sucks. It really sucks that they dealt you before even two years into the NBA because that, that does sting and that does suck. And it's hard to see a future of him playing in the league without wearing the Kings uniform. I mean, he really did want to help the franchise, you know, rise through the ashes and make the playoffs. And he talked about it in recent weeks and just wanted, he really was committed to the team. So it does suck when the team decides to move on from you. But uh, honestly, I think it might've been the right move. Cause like, boy, boy, oh boy, Sabonis, man, he's, he might, he, he, I think he fits in nicely with the team. So he's the one, he's a guy that you need to build around all-star level player and can, he might be able to raise the, uh, expectation level for this Kings franchise for the next couple of years, which I hope so, man. Because if him and De'Aaron Fox can figure it out and they can kind of like play well together, then that could set the franchise up to have some possible success. Um, seemed like there was issue with the positions on uh, the Kings, De'Aaron Fox, David Mitchell, and Tyrese. All three guys kind of play kind of combo guard, point guard-ish, right? Tyree's probably the most pure point guard out of all of them, but like the three of them, sometimes it's a little difficult. So Mitchell had himself a good game last night, so hopefully that can continue. And uh, so did everybody, really. Uh, Sabonis, 
and Fox both played well, and Buddy Hill was the leading scorer. I think he had 30 points. So, I mean, fuck yeah, man. Hopefully fucking Kings. I don't know. This is probably the most Sacramento Kings talk you've probably ever heard in your life, but you're going to hear from this motherfucker right here because I'm like one of the only people that gives a shit about this team. But you know what? Um, Especially here in Los Angeles. So, um, But, yeah, it is what it is. So I hope they can fucking make the playoffs this season, man. They're two games back of the 10th spot for that playing game tournament. So, like... They make that shit. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Mm. Is it success? Or was it worth it? I don't. Know. I mean, they have the longest playoff drought in like NBA history. That shit sucks. <laughs> I want it to end ASAP. So I hope they get him. I hope. I hope Sabonis keeps balling out. I hope he finds himself uh, a nice role on the team. They're able to put their, some wins together, man, because they they need that shit, and I think the fan base fucking deserves it, man. Fucking deserve it, man. What else happening, man? Uh, oh, yeah. Kings were involved in another trade. They were involved in a four-team trade. Let me break this down to you. Dante DiVincenzo, Josh Jackson, and Trey Lyles are going to Sacramento. Uh, Serge Ibaka, two future second-round picks and some cash, are going to Milwaukee. And Rodney Hood, Semi Ojale are going to the LA Clippers. And then the Detroit Pistons are getting Marvin Bagley. So there you go. The Kings sent out Bagley. They get DiVincenzo, Josh Jackson, and Trey Lyles. So DiVincenzo's a solid player. He's a solid role player. Uh, champion for the Bucks last season. So we'll see how he could do. See what see what he does. I'm uh, happy for that, that man. Uh, hopefully... I don't want to say good riddance to you, Marvin, but, like, I mean, best of luck in your new city. It just did not work out at Sacramento. I don't know if it's uh, who's to blame for that, if it's the parentals getting a little bit too much into the business or if it was just Marvin just, I don't know, just lack of effort or lack of trying or if it was just too big of a leap for him to make it to that NBA level. Who the hell knows? Maybe it was a little too young, a little too raw coming out. But, uh, yeah, never quite developed like we thought he could. And, honestly, that pick is a bit of a disappointment considering the fact that Luka Doncic and Trey Young were right there, readily available to be chosen. Actually, I think Trey was before. But, look, that, that Luka pick is going to look so... Bagley, man. What the hell? All right, well, he's going to get another chance in Motor City, I guess. but. Fuck, man. It's just another another long line of busts that are coming out of Sacramento, man. Kings just do not know how to draft players, obviously. They haven't made the playoffs in over a decade and a half. It's been rough. It's been a rough go. Um, all right, last trade. They're going down. Uh, Chris Dasporzingis going to the Wizards for Spencer Dinwiddie and Davis Bertrands. I don't know, Porzingis? Uh... The unicorn going to to Washington to go play with Bradley Beal. I don't know. I don't know. He's gonna have more leeway, more free reign to do whatever the fuck he wants to, I guess, on the court. But um, yeah, man, Dallas is getting Dinwiddie and Bertrands. Bertrands has been a good shooter in the past. This year's numbers have not been as good. <laughs> and Dinwiddie, he's a uh, a solid player but i don't know sometimes has a little bit too big of an ego in terms of like uh where he's at in his game and what he can do 
So I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see what happens with those two franchises. Playing with Luca's difficult. I mean, it's weird too because the Mavericks they already got um. Jesus, I'm, I'm becoming Bill Burr. I don't remember nobody's fucking names. Uh, Mavericks roster. What is their guards? Jalen Brunson. Is that what I'm talking about? Yeah. 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 Yeah, all right. So, yeah, they got Brunson in the mix already. So, he's like, I guess they're their guard, their point guard. Oh, man. All right, we got to get this. We're powering through, damn it. It is past midnight, but we are powering through, Mario. We doing this. We doing this. All right. Move on over to the uh, to the fight games. UFC 271 going down this Saturday. Technically tomorrow, I guess, next day. Uh, Israel Adesanya, Robert Whitaker. It's the rematch for the belts. I am excited to watch that matchup. That should be fucking fire. That should be a great fight. Adesanya is beat him the first time to get the belt took it off of that man's uh waist and has held on to it for the last couple of years so this should be a fucking barn burner uh let's see fight card let's check the fight card let's see what's fighting on this one there's some good fights on here the coming event is going to be Derek lewis versus tai tuivasa what is up big boys are going to bang bro bang it was it bam bam versus uh, the black beast uh, that should be fucking fun. That'll be fireworks. So uh, both those dudes talking shit, talking about they're just trying to whoop some ass, throw some fists, man. So I think that's what's gonna happen. So I don't know what's 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 the over under on like how long this fight's gonna last. It can't. Most people are, dude. If it gets to the second, I'm gonna be super super surprised. But then again, that Francis and Cyril gone fight, I didn't anticipate it going down how it did. But uh oof, 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 oof. Talking about an exciting fight. Oof. Big boy's gonna fucking throw. God damn. Alright, keep it moving. We got it. Uh Jaron Cannonier and Derek Brunson going down. And Kyler Phillips, Marcelo Rojo, Bobby Green versus Nasrat Hakparast. And yeah, that's the that's the main card for you there. Anybody to mention on the prelims? Andre Arlovsky fighting. Dude fights a lot. Fighting Jared Vendera. Roxanne Modafferi versus Casey O'Neill. Alex Perez versus Matthew Christopher something. Schnell. And yeah, William Knight versus Maxim Christian. Let's see. Early prelims, anybody I know. Oh, Renato Moicano on there. Alexander Hernandez. Okay, that's that might be a good one. You guys can can go down, can throw down. Uh, and nope, I don't really know anybody else. All right, <laughs> that's enough of that. That's enough of that. I'm excited to watch that on Saturday. That'll be fun. That'll be fucking fun. Um. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Is there any other UFCs coming down? Nah, we'll talk about the other shit later. Talk about the other shit. New shit! 
Oh, yeah, 272 is the next big car. That's happening March 5th. Mazvidal Covington. Ooh, bad blood. Bad blood, baby. Bad blood, baby. That'll be a good one. Fuck. All right, yeah. That'll be a good card. We'll talk about that when it gets there. Mm. All right, real quick. Fight news. Looks like Errol Spence and your Denis Ugas are going to fight for... Their welterweight unification bout on April the sixteenth at AT and T Stadium. So, Earl Spence, he's the uh, one of the, the the big names in boxing at the moment. One of the pound for pound guys that's in the top ten in a lot of people's lists. So uh, we'll see what he could do. Uh, Spence was supposed to fight Manny Pacquiao last year. Pacquiao ended up fighting Ugas instead, and then Ugas beat Pacquiao's ass, took that belt, and then now uh, they're trying to unify that shit. So they're fighting each other. So yeah. AT&T Stadium, that'll be a big one. Big uh, big event. They've thrown a couple of boxing matches there as well. No Canelo's fought there at least once, maybe twice. But yeah, it'll be it'll be an interesting one to go. Uh, all right, let's talk about a little bit of a fucking world news shit. I've already an hour into this shit. A little we talk about some of my comedy gigs and shit, some sports shit, and now we talk about world shit. <laughs> it's a whole lot of bullshit. Um, speaking of which, I don't know if this is bullshit but there's a lot of bullshit going down but in regards to the story but uh just this whole ongoing saga between spotify joe rogan and people trying to cancel joe uh for various reasons so yeah the heat has been on this man <laughs> for some of his COVID takes and people have been very upset of over what they claim to be misinformation in regards to some of his episodes and what he was the uh perpetuating the information he was putting out there and kind of uh even if he wasn't necessarily co-signing he was like uh uh some people can infer that based on the fact that he has some of the guests on the show uh he had in particular this guy dr robert malone who's a, a skeptic of the uh vaccines and so it kind of like placates into the perspective that joe kind of has already had of since he's somebody who does take care of himself and had already gotten COVID and for whatever reason just didn't end up getting the vaccine. So, I mean, like, yeah, man, <laughs> of course he's going to agree with somebody who's like, he's going to be like, yeah, that's kind of like whatever or bullshit or whatever the fuck. I never watched the episode, so I'm not going to speak on the fact of that shit or what he, that man, Dr. Malone said or didn't say. Um, I <laughs> just know that this whole media shit has been fucking crazy. So a lot of people have been pissed off about the fact that they're claiming misinformation or whatnot. And so Spotify, for the most part, has been defending Joe Rogan in terms of uh, saying that they're not going to take him off the platform and they're still going to keep having to show up. They said that they came to like a somewhat of an agreement in the fact that they're going to have a disclaimer on some of the videos that they claim might be controversial or might have some particular views that might not be accredited to like people who were i guess legitimate sources or whatnot people people consider to be legitimate sources i mean on his show there's been very detailed accounting of like the way the mainstream media has lied to people so <laughs> like the fact that uh he is now being lambasted by the mainstream media is like not surprising on that front but um yeah, man, a lot of people putting a lot of uh, onus on on his shit, which I get. I mean, he is the 
the host of the show, the person who books the show and all that stuff. So he I mean he gets the guests. So he he has like like the show is from his vision. Obviously I don't think he understood like the ramifications of how popular he is and like all that entails and the responsibility that some people assume that he has now having such a large uh audience to to make sure that he's presenting the best information out there. Um that's not to say that it you know a lot of the stuff he's proposed has been false because I mean a lot of the stuff is still new and we're still finding out stuff and um the way this research for in regards to covid is happening it's it's uh it's advancing pretty quickly so what uh can be a commonly accepted position a few months ago is now you know considered to be uh not always the the most accurate or <laughs> the most likelihood uh situation that's happened so i mean there's a lot of information that we're just getting now so i don't think it's too unreasonable for people to kind of like be able to kind of shift their view based off of the new information as that comes out but um yeah i don't even know what the fuck i'm saying man <laughs> joe we're gonna be talking shit man so what happened is uh the real backlash that started happening is like neil young got pissed off at him and so he requested to get his you know complete discography removed from spotify which apparently before he even agreed it to get on spotify to begin with he had issues with their payment plans to the artists and the way that they kind of like um give him like chump change pretty much for the rights of their music so like he's had issues with the company from beginning from the jump too now i've heard this rumor i don't know how legitimate this is but apparently the the company that also runs his music uh or has his masters and runs like the I guess the label or I don't know whatever company is is, is rep- represents that that entity they apparently have a big uh <laughs> big investment in Pfizer and so they have very much a um monetary uh what's the word I'm looking for they they have an incentive <laughs> they have a, a very very high monetary incentive to uh make sure that Pfizer is uh you know getting their product out there and that they're you know getting all these contracts and what have you so if there's a way that that company can kind of put some pressure on the people going against getting the vaccine from pfizer then you know you can kind of help boost some profits a little bit more right so they created this controversy through the the media so um figured it was going to start dying down after a little bit because it was it was neil young i know Joni mitchell also did the same move i think there was a few other artists that were considering the same thing and it seemed like this had been addressed and this was going to start after a few days probably leave the news cycle and then just joe was going to go about his business as he normally does i mean even with all this shit going on he's still going about his life it seems like he's going about his life how he typically does for the most part so i mean yeah, if you're trying to cancel him, I think he's he's still here. So good luck. Good fucking luck. But uh yeah, then shit kind of started hitting the fan because of other reasons. Uh there's the R&B artist India RE. Um if you're not familiar with her, what the fuck was her song? Uh Uh, what the fuck was his name? Brown skin. I think that's the one I remember. 
Uh, yeah, anyway. Magic. Magic was the one. <laughs> Hold on. I gotta listen to this shit. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut this. Cut this out. Do I remember it? There's probably gonna get some ads here. Hold on a second. Where the fuck does this song go? There's an ad. Yep. What did I say? Alright. Two and one. Oh, this is a colors performance. Wait, no, that's that magic. Hold on, I think I got the wrong fucking one. <laughs> uh, worthy. What the hell? Yeah. That was... Oh, shit, never mind. Hold on. Let me go on Wikipedia. God damn it. You, do you guys remember? <laughs> oh, shit. What is going on? Oh, video. Is that the one? Yeah, I think it's for brown skin. I don't remember. I don't fucking remember. Anyway, so she was like a popular... <laughs> she was an R.B. artist that came about in like the early 2000s, pretty much. And uh, so she went up on Twitter and she posted this compilation video that uh, is of Joe Rogan dropping N-bombs <laughs> throughout like prior episodes. Of the Joe Rogan experience. Now, most of those videos, I will say, look like they're pretty old. Like, in the first maybe few years of the the show even happening. So, like, yeah, I, I like, I get, I get the backlash there. Uh, the usage of how he was using the term was all, for the most part, was used in the context of this guy said a hey, this word like that way <laughs> like like he was quoting somebody so he wasn't like using it in the way to like try to offend somebody in that regard um so there's that um <laughs> but like bro i mean it, it that shit sucks and he he apologized for it obviously i don't think he even in the the, the current joe Rogan form of joe rogan i don't think he even wants to like he would deny that he's possibly said some shit that he just wants to regret and i'm pretty sure that like a lot of those end bombs were you know could have been avoided just he just wanted to add some context to like the stories that he's told and and uh and and bring it to life in terms of like this is what that person said exactly so um now is this defending him or is this like just giving him an explanation i don't fucking know i i am not black and i cannot speak from that experience and that background so like um yeah you you should i mean you have every right to be upset and mad obviously uh that is something that's uh it can you know I'm, i cannot relate to in, in that event because i don't that my background they don't have that history with the one particular term in particular like that um but yeah <laughs> i mean this i don't i don't think this should be that surprising in all regards if you really know his history most people really don't I mean, he had a joke of using the N-word from one of his, like, comedy specials that were, like, his first one that was on DVD that uh, Netflix had. I remember watching it when, like, they first got the streaming services on, like, Xboxes and stuff when I was in college. And just being like, oh, shit, he went there. So, like, uh, yeah, man, it's not uncommon for 
you know the comics of that era to to have some material in that regard and yeah it is what it is on that shit obviously you don't hope people fucking do shit like that but i mean we're human and shit happens so uh here we are so that shit sucked man I, that, that part was like what the fuck it was like a three minute video compilation of just him just end bombs just going crazy but uh <laughs> yeah it's yeah i don't know man i don't know if it's a pro- appropriate reaction or overreaction or whatnot even NDRE says says she doesn't even think he's racist per se, but that she just was just like, all right, well, I don't really want to fuck with Spotify because he fucks with so-and-so because of that past. So, um, which I get, I understand, I understand. But also, like, shout out to NDRE getting her name in the fucking media again, getting her name in the news cycle, which uh, she hasn't really been in for a minute. So, uh, but yeah, in any event, I know that clip was like, put together for like five years ago so it's been around surfing you know circling the internets and, and whatnot for a minute now so uh um he even like wanted to say that like you know he was kind of relieved that it eventually did come out because he knew that he would just be able to address it and just you know apologize for it up front they'd rather be a little bit more upfront about it than kind of sweep it on the rug which you know i kind of give him some credit for that part but um he claimed it was like a political hit job in the last episode that he did with Akash Singh. I think he's did another one since then, but um, yeah, <laughs> the timing of it for sure, and like the way that the media has come about, kind of knocking him down. So the way he's been like building himself up and getting himself a big, big, huge uh, uh, name recognition and just the millions of listeners, and the way he's been able to transition to Spotify and still not skip a beat. That's been uh, it's been pretty crazy. But uh, yeah, I think a lot of the the media they're trying to like villainize him, get tried to minimize his voice and platform, uh, because they he does not agree with a lot of stuff that the uh, that the full, that the far right or the far left wants to do or like the media that represents them. So I mean, he's been <laughs> like his own unique person, and they feel like they don't can't control him, so it's like a threat. So a lot of times they'll they'll attack people who they think to be a threat so i think that's kind of what's happening at the moment um obviously he's had his own missteps and shit that he's gonna done better says he's gonna fucking try to have like counterpoints of views on podcasts and time that out better and whatnot but we'll see we'll see if that uh that remains to to, to happen um but yeah it's interesting because like spotify after the whole n-word d- dilemma they ended up removing 70 of his ep- over 70 of his episodes. I think it was um, the number was like in the 90s now from what I remember. But uh it'd be funny to me though if they like kept up all the Alex Jones and all these like the Milo interviews and all these crazy people who have been on his show but they like take down like the the mundane <laughs> the mundane uh interviews with these like comics that he's had in the past. Um it'd be funny it would suck for the comics if they took it down, but it'd be funny if they just say like, "Yeah, man, we're we're good, we're good," but they had all the controversial shit still up there. <laughs> just because people read headlines, they don't fucking actually like take a look and deep dive into shit. So like, if uh, <laughs> if that was the place Spotify did, where they're just like, "All right, we're good, we're good," but they just deleted a lot of the fucking old shit that nobody, well, I don't know, was like taking the the time to go back and listen through as much stuff from like. 10 years ago or some shit like that like bro that would have been a, that could have been a sly move of spotify man but 
Did they do that? I don't fucking know. Am I just talking in theoretic, theoretical terms? I don't. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Does Spotify CEO listen to my podcast? Probably not. Am I on their platform? Yeah, you should definitely take, tune in. <laughs> Give me a follow and a sub or whatever the hell uh, you got to do on Spotify. I can't remember. I can't fucking remember, man. That's too much shit. Uh, yeah, Spotify drama. Um, oh, man, more news on the Kanye front, man. Did you just, uh, see how he's going out with this Julia Austin? Or what is it? Julia Fox chick? Julia Austin is some... That was Julia Austin's comic here in LA, but uh, the Julia Fox has uh, been going out with Kanye. They've been spotted around um, all over the country. And uh, P. Davidson's still with his ex, Kim Kardashian. Um, there's still some bad blood going on there. But Kanye says, he, he <laughs> I think this is from last week, there was a story that. Kanye was going around saying that Pete Davidson has AIDS. <laughs> like, he's dropping that rumor out there, man. Just just fucking just in the waters to see how it happens. Dude, there's Petty, and then there's just like, fuck this motherfucker level of Petty. I think Kanye's at that level. He's at 10. He's like, you fucking my ex-wife, and you're like hanging around my children, and you're like, fuck you. I want to get back with Kim, all this shit. So, dude, what the fuck? You got AIDS, man? Like, really? Like, you're insinuating that Kim's got AIDS now, too? Because they've been sleeping together? Like, what are you doing, bro? Like, spouting off at the mouth and shit. And, like, how would he know? <laughs> how does this get dropped in conversation? It's just like, hey, man, you know that Pete Davidson dude? Bro, he's got AIDS. <laughs> like, what? Full-blown AIDS? Full-blown AIDS, man. <laughs> ain't no half stepping man this fool's fucking uh hair gonna fall like, like the chemo and everything and shit man <laughs> i get it man i mean he does he's skinny as hell at times and he does smoke uh enough weed for all the cancer patients in the new york uh state but um yeah man <laughs> i don't think he's got it cancer patient hiv what, what am i saying yeah, I don't know what the fuck. Chemo therapy. No, fucking, that's fucking cancer. What am I What am I talking about, man? It is, all right, all right, all right. I know I'm going to have to fucking wrap this shit up soon, man. It is, we're getting it, we're getting it to the end of it. We're getting to the end of it, man. A couple more things. Uh, Rihanna, shout out to her. Congratulations to her and uh, her baby daddy, ASAP Rocky. They are now uh, going to be the parents of a lovely child hopefully lovely child i don't know i'm gonna say lovely just to be nice but uh yeah rihanna is pregnant with asap rocky's baby so um yeah congrats to them congrats to that family uh, a lot of memes about drake being depressed <laughs> coming out oh, a lot of drake uh um off the mic news i guess recently <laughs> man Hey, you think he pulled the uh, the hot sauce move with Rihanna? <laughs> oh, he's like, bitch, you from the Trinidad. I can't trust you. <laughs> no, nah, but he did look sad, though. That would, um, there's a footage of him at the uh, one of the basketball games, I think for the Raptor game or something. He's looking at his phone like all sad and shit, just like. <laughs> they zoom in on him and it's fucking crazy man 
But yeah, congrats to Rihanna. Congrats to Riri and her baby. Uh, it's coming on the way. Um, got the bump and everything now. So um, yeah, man. ASAP <laughs> Rocky, man. Your father. Um, hope he has a smooth relationship. <laughs> oh man, I'm trying to make Rocky puns. I'm, I'm an idiot, man. It's it's fucking. It's getting late for me, man. I am fucking. I have so much caffeine in my system these last two weeks, man. It is, oof, boy. My body's been on the cycle, man, just fucking going and going and going. But uh, hey, we're not stopping. We're not stopping yet, man. Um, any other thoughts on that shit? Mm, I wonder what Chris Brown thinks. I don't think he's working with Rocky anytime soon now. Um <laughs> Who else did Rihanna go out with? I don't know. I don't know. Wonder if she's still gonna be rolling blunts on her security guard's bald head in music festivals. That might happen. That did happen at one point. There's a there is a photo that did happen. So. <laughs> oh boy. What are we gonna do? What are we gonna do, man? Um We'll see if it's a boy or girl or they or them or whatever the hell. They want to be. Um, all right, last last story of the night. This is like a, a nature is metal kind of related shit, man. Dude, there was a, a article I read about how uh, there was the largest killing of a mammal in this planet's history to happen recently. All right? A uh, blue whale was murdered in the sea by a pack of killer whales, right? Um, bro, a pack of them attacked it. This is like uh, the first recorded instance of like an animal, a mammal that large being taken down by another predator, which is fucking crazy, man. These fucking killer whales, those orcas do not fuck around, bro. They hunt in packs. They apparently attacked this whale and... Uh, started they ate, they like ate at its dorsal fin. They bit its tongue off. Like they did a whole bunch of ridiculous shit. Ate at its cheeks and its mouth and stuff. Like, oh my god, it was pretty crazy, man. It's fucking ridiculous. And the article I was read, reading was like talking about how like, um, since we don't know technically, don't know how big these damn dinosaurs were, and but technically they weren't mammals. So like, you know, this is I guess the biggest shit that's been. <laughs> fucking getting eaten and shit man it's fucking wild but um bro that can you imagine taken down by a killer whale man fucking orca coming after you oh my god that shit would be scary as fuck scary as fuck even if you're as big as a blue whale man oh man those things are ginormous what is the average size of a blue whale let's look at this up um average size of a blue whale Bro, I don't like how when I type the space button and the period button are like right next to each other and I always hit the fucking period button instead of the space button, man. Fucking badass fingers and shit. All right, here we go. The lengthiest blue whales are 110 feet, but they are more commonly between 70 and 80 feet. Oh, that is so big, bro. That is so big. Oh, my God. Adult blue whales weigh up to 150 tons. Oh, bro, 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 bro. Like, 
Dude, 150 tons? What is that? That's so crazy. Blue whale size comparison. Here we go. Uh, 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 um. Oh my god. So they're, let's say, 100 feet long. The average bus is 40 feet long. Dude, it is like, fuck. <laughs> Two and a half buses long. Yo, look at this. Look at this image. Look at this shit. Look at the bus on the bottom. Bro, look at the fucking blue. Dude, imagine something killing a fucking, they're killing that big ass fucking fish, fish mammal thingy. I don't know. Bro. Things are ginormous. Oh my God. Oh my God. Asia. Whales. I'm a Pisces, but I'd rather be a killer whale. All you motherfuckers that just can't tell. I'm a Pisces, but I'd rather be a killer whale. Con. All right. Bro, he's, dude. That's why. Getting down a whale. That's got to be, dude, that's got to that's gotta suck. Gotta suck just being like, like, oh, I'm chilling here, and then just like, oh, wait a minute, <laughs> there's a whole crew, there's a whole mob. Um, orcas, size and weight, Let's check it out. Orcas grow to be an average of 20 to 26 feet and weigh 12,000 pounds. Um, how many tons is that? I don't know. Six tons. <laughs> Six tons for the males of bigger ones. Um fucking wild. So what were we saying? 150? Up to 150 tons? Six tons? Dude. That is some math right there, bro. <laughs> Oh jeez. Jeez. Oh jeez. Nine times. No, that's not right. 150 divided by no. What the fuck? What the fuck did I do? Um six. Twenty-five times <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yo shit. Dude, you go imagine killing something twenty-five times your size, your human size. Just yo, yo. Dude, can you imagine taking out like a hippo or some shit? <laughs> like, goddamn, goddamn, like with your bare hands and your mouth and shit. Like, dog, dog, dog. Mm. Mm mm mm. That is insane. That is, that is fucking wild. But, dude. Five killer records held by orcas. All right. Um, dude, not to be fucked with. Don't fuck with Shamu, bro. Don't fuck with them orcas, man. Those fucking, those, those animals need to be in the fucking wild and not in captivity. All right. All this fucking SeaWorld bullshit. Um, majestic animals that like have their own language and communication and, uh, really intelligent beings that are just ferocious and, we just need to let them be, <laughs> all right? We need to, like, make sure that their fucking dorsal fins are nice and fucking high and tight 
and not fucking all slopped off to the side because they're all depressed living in pools in captivity in San Diego or wherever the fuck they're at. All right. Um, so, yeah. Killer whales, bro. There's some orca facts for your ass. Um, don't fuck with orcas, man. Is that is that the name of the episode? <laughs> don't fuck with orcas. I don't know. I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll, we'll fix this shit in post, man. It's uh, dude. It's it's like shoosh, shoosh. It is getting late. It is getting late here. Thank you so much, everybody who's been tuning in. Uh, you have been amazing. Um, thank you, everybody, as always, for uh, supporting the show. Uh, the Puro Caballero Show. We are on Instagram uh, at the Puro Caballero Show. You could follow me at Puro Caballero. The show is available on all the platforms. Uh, we are on YouTube. We are live on Twitch right now. Uh, the replay will be available, I want to say, for two weeks there. But uh, besides that, uh, the audio formats, SoundCloud, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, everywhere you can get your podcasts for the most part. So, uh, so yeah, tune in wherever you can. Give us a follow. Give us that like. Give us a share. Give us a subscription, whatever you whatever you want to do, whatever you want to do, bro. Um, we appreciate any all support that we get. Uh, thank you for the views. Thank you for the listens. Uh, y'all been amazing. Um, as I mentioned, more comedy upcoming. Got a spot tomorrow night and into next week. So, so yeah, follow me on Instagram. I'll be posting more of that shit up online there. Um, yeah. We'll have some UFC fights this weekend, Super Bowl coming up, and I'll talk to you guys after that happens, all right? Um, I think that's it. Later. Y'all be good. Peace. Oh, oh, oh no. Transition. That's transition. Boom. Thank you for tuning in. Yee-yee. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.